words are spoken. And I trust you. In Jesus' name. So uh, we do have some announcements for everyone. Uh, one, download the new app, Brady Made. Brady did a fantastic job. It's beautiful. <laughs> if you haven't downloaded or updated, go to the Play Store, the App Store, and download the new app. And um, uh, it has all of the stuff. But you're going to get some uh, daily devotions on there and on Facebook and Instagram. We really want to encourage everyone to um, not just comment on it, but th do that first, and then share it if you want to share something. But um, comment on it uh, and the app store will have a whole bunch of stuff that's going on day to day what our church is doing and how we're posting but um, we're going to have a stronger internet presence here over the next coming days um, Thursday night we're going to be worshiping together and uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday is going to be really awesome on the internet, I need you to see the video that will be on the internet on Tuesday, you guys are going to be proud of your church, it's pretty awesome and then um, yeah oh yeah and then tonight here at the church, we're having a barbecue. <coughs> I'm, I'm paying for the whole thing. I'm cooking it. It's going to be awesome. Bring as many friends as you want. And uh, it'll be really, I am really dumb. I'm dying all the time. But if I don't come tonight, I just think, uh, how generous is that guy? He's so generous to feed all of you. Yeah, right. Sorry. Let's get into this. Uh, let's pray. Jesus, this only works if you come. Lord, Help. Lord, help. All right. So Hebrews 10, 39 says, uh, But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. We do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed. But if I was honest this week, I'm thinking about everything that has gone through my mind this week, and there's been a lot of moments where I feel like I shrunk back. Like, oh God, I'm worried about my friend's job. And this friend's job and I, this company, like, are they going to exist in a month or two months or how long is this going to go on for? I'm thinking about my kids and are they going to be able to learn online? I'm thinking about my friend's health. And now, like, there are friends of the way that are ill or maybe ill and like, uh, oh, God. All right, well, we're going to press forward. And so there have been moments where I felt like the wind got knocked out of me and then I had to, like, represent myself. But I realized that, the, that our church really is advancing even through this like even with the technology i what's crazy is i don't know how long it'll be that we're apart but i believe with every fiber of my being that when we get back together oh man it's gonna i don't know if we're ready for six services man but like like uh, i'm kind of like oh man this building really is too small that we're fixing to have but anyways but uh, there's been moments where i've shrunken back and worried about other people's finances and then my own finances and what is going to happen culturally. And so I know that there's this give and take. And for some of us that don't know or, or, or have a relationship with the Lord, that I can look at him and be like, Lord, I believe you got me. Um, this is a really difficult time. So I want to take you to Genesis chapter 3 really quick, verses 9 through 11. And uh, in the story, Adam and Eve are in the garden. And Eve uh, finds this fruit, forbidden fruit. And she eats of it. And she gives to Adam. And she convinces him to eat of it also. And um, what happens is the moment they both eat the forbidden fruit, they realize that they're shameful and they're naked. And, uh, and they begin to, they, they cover themselves with fig leaves, right? And uh, they hid from the Lord. And then the Lord God called to them in verse 9 and he said, where are you? And he said, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid and I was naked. 
Um, and uh, I, was af- I was afraid because I was naked. I was afraid because I was naked. And, uh, and I, I just think about that passage alone right there. I was afraid because I was naked. And I feel like what's happening right now prophetically in all of our lives is a sense of nakedness. Mm-hmm. There, uh, there is a sense of um, that all of our, uh, what's the right word, uh, like, like our covering or uh, the things that we've done to like protect ourselves, our sense of security um, is yeah. been removed from us, yeah. right? Like if doctors don't know uh, what's happening and our loved ones could be in danger or our finances have been rocked or think about it like this, like our schedules, we love, love mm-hmm. to be busy. And the fact that we can't, we're not allowed to work right now, that's a massive like security that has been removed because for some of us, like even if you get hurt and you have to be on the couch, that's such a difficult feeling to watch other people work around you when you can't work at all. And the sense of like slowing down culturally is difficult. And now that like we're being forced to stop and think and we don't know what's going on with our finances and we don't know like the CDC is saying about our health, there's a lot of like security that is being taken from us. Mm. And so the Lord calls out to Adam, and, he's, and, and, and Adam replies, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid because I was afraid, because I was naked. And I get a sense that some of us are a little bit afraid. I think we don't want to say that, but I can feel moments of like, oh, God. And, then, and so then the Lord said, well, who told you that you were naked? The Lord asked, have you eaten from the tree, from the fruit that I commanded you not to eat from? And I love that. Who told you? That you were afraid. Who told you that you were secure? Who told you that you're like now naked? Like, why is it that now you feel not secure? And I, I get a sense that like fear is spreading, and all of us are. Do I have enough supplies? Do I do I have enough finances? Do I have enough? And uh, we're looking for the security in all of the things from the world, and you're not gonna find that. And so, um, as I'm as I'm reading here, one of the scriptures that the the Lord gave me was in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 27. Uh, Jesus said this. He said, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, mm-hmm. whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than your clothing? Just look at the birds. Don't they, plant, they don't plant or harvest or store food in their barns uh, for their heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Mm. Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? And so many of us are panicked right now. And I don't think that us trying to figure out whether we're going to have enough or do these things is really solving any of the problems. What's hard is, in moments like this, we're realizing that the only security that we're going to have is in the Lord. But we realize that we're not as close to him as we thought we were. And so this is a difficult thing because now, like, are we going to barter with God? Like, how are we going to figure out how, like, God, do you have me? Can you catch me? Will you take care of me? I was doing it all on my own, and now I don't, I don't have that ability, and now what? And so Jesus would continue the conversation here in verse 31. He says, so don't worry about these things, saying what we will eat or what we will drink or what we will wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father has already knows all of your needs. 
says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Mm -hmm. Live righteously, and he will give to you everything that you need. Amen. And so I'm thinking right now about how many times mm -hmm. I've went into Nicaragua or some of these other super poor countries and stood in someone's living room that didn't have a roof over their head. And I've been able to look at them and say, hey, God is faithful and he's going to take care of you. And they're looking at me telling me, God is faithful. He mm -hmm. is going to take care yeah, of me. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what crazy faith they have. <clears throat> yeah. But in a moment's notice, we're the richest country in the world. Like, we feel so rocked. Like, what's going to happen? And Jesus is saying, don't worry about what you're going to eat, mm -hmm. what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. Now, I hear that, but I still get a sense that I need to, like, apply wisdom, you know what I mean, and take care of myself as much as I can. But he says that these are the thoughts that dominate unbelievers. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously, and he, and he will give you everything you need. Everything you need. He will give you everything you need. He will give you everything you need. And so I'm thinking about multiple situations in our church right now. He's going to take care of you. Because that's what God does. Right. He's not just going to take care of the food that you need on your table. He's going to walk with you through this season, and that's more than any president, any government, any economy, and really even like anyone else can do is that he is with you. Yeah. He's going to give you everything you need, even if it's just for your soul. Mm -hmm. yeah. But right now, it's massively critical that we get a sense of security and that we get a sense of peace for a, even just for a moment. Like, sit, take a breath, and realize that God has you. So, a couple things I realized. One, God is not shaken at all. He didn't wake up this week and think, the world is ending, what am I going to do? He is the God of time, and he's seen this happen yeah. Yeah. through decades and decades. And I love that song, Centuries, because it reminds me, like, God has been alive. For centuries. This is new to me. This is not new to God. And he's got this. And I know that as I'm watching my president. And who I, love, I pray for. And I, I'm trying to support. And the CDC and the government. And the doctors and the hospitals. And the, the first responders. I'm praying for all these guys. I know that they're trying. And they may come up with some really great answers. But they don't have me. Like God has me. Mm. And, and, and the second thing that I know is that God hasn't, he hasn't changed at all. His faithfulness is still the same. Mm -hmm. He still loves me. He's still a healer. He's still a provider. He's still a healer and he's still a provider. And here's the neat thing is some of us, like even around this table, we've seen God do miracles, but then there are moments where we forgot that we have mm -hmm. seen God do miracles. And it's like, yeah. God, what? Yeah. And so what I'm so excited about is in this season, mm -hmm. You will see miracles like you have not seen before because there is no one else that's going to be able to provide for us like God. Yeah. For our families that are in health problems right now, for our families that need, like some of them just need a bag of rice. I was so grateful earlier yesterday to be able to give a roll of toilet paper to one of our intercessors. And they were like, thank you. And they just knew God provided because uh, and that was just super cool. But, uh, here's, here's what I do know God is doing. He hasn't changed at all. And so for generation to generation to generation to generation, as far back as we can see here in the scriptures, there's been one theme that God does from Genesis to the book of Revelations and that God is trying 
to, to redeem mankind. And he's trying to get us all to come back to him. So in Genesis, we saw the fall of man. And in Revelations, he's still trying to get us back to a united relationship with him. And so what I know is right now, God's not doing everything he can to eradicate the coronavirus. What he's trying to do is get mankind back to him. Mm -hmm. I'm not implying that God has anything to do with the coronavirus or anything. But what I do know is that God's greatest objective is to unite me to him at any yeah. means necessary. And so I'm thinking about all of the times in the Old Testament and the New Testament that it was prophesied that God wanted us to return to him with our whole heart. Return to him with our whole heart. Well, just earlier today, I was listening to a sermon from one of my favorite pastors, and the platform that we're watching this, this video on um, is, a, is a platform that uh, one church uh, created, and uh, this last week, that they had, they had I, I think that they had said like 100,000 churches or something like this, something just crazy number, downloaded this uh, server to release to the public, and within the last week, more than 16,000 people mm. made a decision for Jesus yeah. just on this ring. Yeah. And so what I'm, what I'm passionate about is seeing that God's desire to see us return to him is happening. Because right now, many of us this week have prayed in this, in this circle. Not to mention in this circle. Many of us are seeking God again. Like we haven't in a while. God, I need you. God, I need you. God, I'm scared. I need you. More than I need my boss, because I don't know where it's going to come from. But my provision is not in my employer. My provision is in Jesus. Yeah. So what is God doing? I believe he's trying to get us to return to him. And so I'm thinking about, uh, Teresa, there was a video that you showed me like a while ago. Um, this cool story from this girl that lived in Brazil. And uh, it's really one of my favorite videos that explains the heart of God. And it, it, it was a mom that had lost her daughter to sex trafficking. And in Brazil, she took a, a, a picture of, of her daughter and uh, wrote a message on the back of it and went to the main city and wrote and dropped it off in every hotel she could find, in every hotel she could find, in every hotel she could find. And she was putting it everywhere. And she had gotten hooked on drugs and, and just became part of the circle of just high-speed, terrible lifestyle and, just her soul just dying. And on the inside, on the back of, of this, well, the little girl went into the lobby of a hotel and she was about to uh, go and perform some acts. And she saw a photo of herself on the wall. And she turned over the photo and it said, wherever you are, whatever you're done, I don't care. Just come home. And I believe that it doesn't matter what's happening in our lives. When I look at the prodigal story, the, the, the story of the prodigal son, I, 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 I see a father that doesn't care what his son's been through. But in our lives, it's like we have all of these other things that's going on. And I feel like even in my own life, God is willing to let me freak out about these finances if it takes, that's what it takes for me to get back to him. Because ultimately, mm -hmm. eternity, I have to remember this is not my home. The United States, Lakeland, Florida, is not my home. My home is in eternity. But my security has been robbed. I feel like I'm naked and I'm getting, I've been hiding from God. And now all of a sudden God's like, hey, look, you're not naked. I'm covering you. I have your back. I love you. And so today, what is the Lord doing? 
I believe that he is stripping away a lot of things in our life that we have created a false sense of security. And I believe what he's trying to do is get us to return to the Lord with all of our heart. So there there are four things that I believe I want to see happen right now within all of us and those that are watching. One, I believe that all of us uh, need to put some sins behind us. Mm. All of us. I believe that there are some things that we know we've done that we aren't right with God, if we're honest with ourselves. And if we, even if it's God, I've been lazy in my approach to you, or if it's that I've made money an idol, or I've made work and busyness an idol, and I've not had time to be with you. God is eternity. And for us to not make time for him, like that's crazy. Like, what are we doing? We have so many things, and God is clearing the table saying, now you got all the time in the world. You know, you're going to talk to me now, and uh, I feel like there are some things that we need to confess to get right with God. And what's so important about that is before we confess things, there ends up this loop in our life where we still have shame and we still have guilt and like we're trying to serve God, but we're, we're trying to do it because we haven't allowed God to forgive us. The second thing I want us to see us do is, is to receive the Holy Spirit. Now, this is super cool because Jesus kind of puts this scenario out there that the gospel is about to advance throughout the earth like never before. And you guys may have seen the video I posted earlier this week. Man, I mean, I believe that this is about to blow up. I believe the way community church is about to blow up. I believe uh, Victory Assembly of God and Church of the Mall is about to blow up. I believe that the gospel is about to move like never before. And before he sends his disciples, what he tells them is that, hey, guys, what I want you to do is I want you to wait for the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. He says, once when he was eating with them, he commanded, do not leave this place until the Father sends you the gift that he promised. As I told you before, John will baptize with water. But in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So the apostles heard this, verse 5. And in verse 6, they replied, Okay, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, is it now at this time that you're going to restore Israel and free us? And what I get a sense of is that if we're not careful, our biggest question is, okay, God, so wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. But is it now that you're going to get me my job back and fix the economy and, and relieve us from the coronavirus? And Jesus is like, no, what I want is for you to be with me. So he says this in verse 7. The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. They are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses, telling the people about me everywhere in Jerusalem and throughout the internet. That's not too <laughs> but he says, um, what I want you to do is I want you to wait for me. Forget about the things that's happening. And you'll know that we're good when you receive power. Now, I said earlier that this is important that we get this right because if we're not careful, what we'll do is we'll continue to move forward with worry, with panic, and with fear. With a false sense of security, with a false sense of hope, with a false sense of finances are good, my health is good, my job is good, everything's good. We believe that if we're successful, we're doing what God wants. Mm-hmm. And um, the problem is this is America. 
And America isn't necessarily like walking in God's will. So what I'm hearing Jesus say is that what I want you guys is to do is to wait. And what I want you guys to do right now is to wait. Uh, Rachel, would you do me a favor? You, I did not ask you to play the song earlier, and I probably should have. So I might need Rich's help with this, but um, do you know um, Come Like You Promised? Jesus said to wait and to receive the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to stop right now before we close. We're going to do this, and then I have a couple of things I want to share with you. I don't want finances to be a false sense of covering as to whether or not I'm right with God. I don't want my job and my busyness to create a false sense of like whether I'm right with God. The only thing that matters is my relationship with God. Second, my family. And many of us have ignored a lot of other things that's going on in our life. And right now, you have God's attention. Your biggest prayer is, God, is are you going to fix all these things? And the Lord's biggest prayer is, I want you with me. I want you to understand that we're concerned about money and time and security. And God's concerned with us. And so if we're really honest, the scripture says we are not like those that shrink back and are destroyed. But those who have faith and are saved. And I think that when Jesus said that you'll be baptized with power from on high, that fear won't be there when you know who you're surrounded by. Rich, can you just sing that one time over everyone here? Because I feel like right now I'm praying over everyone at home, in their rooms, even with their kids and their family. Holy Spirit, regardless of where you've been, God, I, 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 I confess that I've done wrong things and I have not put you first. I have sought money. I have sought time. I have sought fun. I have sought the riches of this world, but I've not sought you. And right now, I'm asking God that you would forgive me and that you would give me this promise of power. This promise of power. This promise of power right now. Would you sing that over me, Rich? Won't you come? Come like you loves you, that he loves you, that he loves you, and that you are his. 
I speak that over you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. You would be filled with peace in the inner man. Just the power of the Holy Ghost. No one else can protect you like him. He said, don't worry, I want you to seek first my kingdom. And I'll take care of everything else. Don't worry about the time. Don't worry when it's coming. Don't when it's going to be solved. Don't worry about those things. What I want you to worry about is me. Me right here. Look right here at me. Look in my eyes. That's the heart of a God that loves you. He cares about us. Won't you come one last time? So will you come? Come like you
uh, by Craig Rochelle, and you'll see it in there. It says, be anxious for nothing. Mm -hmm. It's a short reading plan, and every day we'll go in and read one thing, because I promise you, although right now we're great, in a few moments, the enemy's gonna come at you again, and you won't know it, and it's like you got jabbed right in the face and you didn't see it coming. And we don't walk in fear. We, we, we walk in faith. And um, so um, another one is, uh, I want you to read with me the book of Acts. There's, uh, starting tomorrow, uh, I want you to read chapter one. On Monday morning, I want you to read chapter one. Monday morning, I want you to read chapter one with me, and every day, we'll read a new chapter, because they, they were oppressed and, and they overcame and God did miracles every day in their life and God's going to do miracles in all of our lives and when we're looking for it, you'll see it even if today this is like your first time doing these things but, um, and then uh, um, lastly, I, I just want you to know that if you're here today and you are not right with God I, I, I want you to, to, to chime in right now like and say, like, I've not been living to my potential. I know that I'm not right with God. And I, I pray for you right now, in the name of Jesus, that you would know that God, there's a call of God on your life. And that you are not meant for the things in this world. You were meant for Him. And if everything has to fall apart before we learn that, that's glorious. You can click on the app right there. And uh, we have many people that will just be uh, commenting to you and talking to you right now, praying for you. But we want to keep meeting together. We don't want you to be alone. And so these Bible plans are so important that we stay together. Um, and then also today, I know um, at, well, as soon as we're done, we want you to text in. Because uh, we want to know who's here with us. So if you would, 777-3520. Text in to 777-3520. 863-777-3520. The keyword is, is um, at home. 777-3520, texting at home. We want to know who's, who's with us. And uh, guys, I love you. People are going to get saved. Like Amen. a lot, a lot of people are coming to Christ. It's happening right now. Uh, I'm nervous. I've never done this. I think I'll get a little bit better in the coming weeks. Um, but um, I'm really fired up to see what God's doing. I think I'm getting counted out right now. <laughs> you gotta stop. Listen, um, I love you guys. Text in. Join us on the app. Every week this week, we're gonna be posting videos, devotionals. Tuesday, we have a big outreach we're gonna do. Thursday, we'll be back for worship. Um, every day this week, we're gonna try to stay connected. We're going to need each other to remind ourselves that we don't operate in fear. We operate in faith. We operate in boldness. We operate in confidence of, of, of Jesus and what he wants to do in our life. And so I just, uh, I love you guys. And I'm super thankful for what God is doing here among us right now. He is stripping us of a false sense of comfort and identity so that all of our identity is only in Jesus. I love you guys. I'm so thankful for what's happening.